Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. I have kind of a complicated scheme I wanted to share with all of you, my most loyal listeners. I want you to help me spread the word of superwomen far and wide. And how are we going to do this? Well, I'm going to do a sweepstakes. So here's how it's going to work. I want you to tell a friend about the podcast. I want that friend to download the podcast, screenshot it, and DM it to me. And guess what? I'm going to pick a lucky winner that both of you get something from me. I'm going to give you guys each $250 gift cards so that you can go buy whatever you want on my site and enjoy just for being such loyal listeners. So I'm going to repeat the instructions just in case that was really confusing. I want you to share this podcast with a friend. Have that friend send me a screenshot to my at Rebecca Minkoff in my DMs of them downloading the podcast and tagging you so I know you're the beautiful one that brought them here. And I will send two lucky winners. So that's $1,000 of gift cards to you and a friend and a friend and another. So get sharing, get promoting, send the women you love this podcast because I make it for women who need a daily dose of inspiration, who need to know that work is hard, it can be rewarding, it can be terrifying, but at the end of the day, we're doing what we love. Do you ever see a successful woman on your feed or in a magazine and think, wow, it must be nice to have it so easy? Well, think again. Behind that glossy cover or smiling face is a ton of hard work, countless failures, and endless learning experiences. I'm Rebecca Minkoff, and I'm here to tell you that success isn't a walk in the park. It takes grit, resilience, and a willingness to take risks. That's why I created Superwoman, a podcast that peels back the varnish and gets into the nitty gritty of what it takes to make it as a woman in today's world. From luminaries and game changers to women you've never heard of but should, this podcast is here to inspire you to take your next leap, no matter how daunting it may seem. We'll explore the sacrifices these women have made, the highs and lows they've experienced, and the lessons they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to be inspired and learn from some of the most successful women out there, join me on Superwomen. Together, we'll uncover the stories behind the successes and prove that with hard work, determination, and a little bit of luck, anything is possible. Hey everyone, today you're listening to Superwomen. Today's guests are Alex Taylor and Tori Goya, the co-founders and co-CEOs of Parallel. We get down and dirty into why they launched an OBGYN-founded vitamin that's revolutionizing women's health and targeting nutrition for every stage of a woman's hormonal journey. Take a listen. 
Alex and Tori. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited we're able to make this work. Thank Thank you for having us. We're so happy to be here. So I would love for you guys to talk a little bit about Parallel um, and what what you were doing before, what made you come together, and, and then we'll get into what you started. Yeah. Great. So, hi, this is Alex. I realize there's two of us here, so I will identify myself. Before Parallel, I was an editorial. I was the editor-in-chief of Click Media, which owns Who, What, Where, Birdie, and My Domain. I also ran the beauty, wellness, and activewear division of Free People. And before that, I had been at Google and L'Oreal and held some other roles, including Vogue. But it wasn't until I started my fertility journey that I started to wonder if there was an opportunity to do something different. As a new mom, and fast forward, when I became a new mom, I felt very isolated and alone. And I was reflecting on my very unique experience that I was very fortunate to have thinking about, well, maybe I should start something. And I didn't know what it was, but it was around this time that the universe connected me with my amazing partner here, Tori. And I'll let her kind of tell the next stretch of the story. Yeah. So hi, I'm Tori. So I have the opposite background. I started out in traditional finance. I worked in investment banking, focused on large CPG players, investing the L'Oreal, advising Unilever, L'Oreal, the large players of the world, um, did investing, went to business school, and then worked at early stage startups in finance strategy and operational roles. I've been at The Honest Company and Alva June and Carbon 38. And similarly, sort of entered a different chapter of my life of fertility and motherhood. And I, when Alex and I were introduced, I had just had my second child and our daughter Imogen was born with a cleft and we were going through surgery and care. And she's a beautiful, healthy four-year-old today and has had some surgeries under her belt. But, you know, we were learning the why because, you know, we were these type A millennial moms that used all clean skincare products and non-toxic chemicals and ate organic. And I found out that she had a nutrition-related cleft, most likely related to a folic acid deficiency, and really started digging into the supplement category and learning more, kind of this one-size-fits-all to a really critical category, felt completely failed by it. And there was such an opportunity to use better ingredients better dosages, better formulations, and also really incorporate timing. So all of these learnings and what I was digging into was bleeding into the conversations that Alex and I were having about supporting this millennial mom and better serving her. Mm -hmm. And we really anchored in that we needed to do this and there needed to be a better product for her, a better brand and a better solution for this woman. And so knowing that we had these backgrounds, we then... (laughs) And said, we want to do this, but, you know, we didn't want to be another brand on the shelf that kind of was making these products out of thin air. Like, who do you go to during this time? You go to your OB and that's who you trust. And that's who's seeing this woman day in and day out and testing her and walking her through this journey. And so we knew that's who needed to be creating these products. That's who we want to be creating these products. So we brought on our medical co-founder, from you know the early creation days, who's a practicing OBGYN who's been in practice for over 20 years, treating this woman to help us create these products and really think about what this woman needs exactly when. And she also helped us pull together our panel of experts. Mm-hmm. So different doctors and practitioners 
across the span to support this woman from two of the country's top reproductive endocrinologists, a maternal fetal medicine specialist, but also the nutritionist and the acupuncturist and the naturopath that this woman is seeing and leaning on throughout this journey. So ultimately what we've created is a brand that is not a a mommy brand. It's truly a woman-centric brand, a life cycle brand that will grow with her. And what we've developed through our team of doctors are tailor-made vitamin routines packeted into a single little daily packet. It's of course recyclable for each of these different hormonal life stages we experience as women. And we started in the prenatal vitamin category, and that will always be our center of gravity as a brand. So we have packs, vitamin routines, or what we call our parallel packs for anyone who's trying to conceive each individual trimester of pregnancy, because very much coming out of Tori's personal experience, we learned through that as well as our doctors that there is an opportunity to really target the nutrients that you get through each trimester. What mom and baby need through each chapter is different. And then obviously into postpartum motherhood. And we've also developed products for other life stages, including those that are maybe not pursuing the motherhood tract or those that might be going through IVF or healing from a, a, a form of pregnancy loss. We've developed packs for that as well so that we truly can support our woman in a holistic and meaningful way. So I first, before I ask my next question, I'm a huge proponent of prenatal health vitamins. I take a ridiculous amount of them pre, post, and daily. But so many people will walk into a drugstore and go like, oh, vitamin D from Walgreens, this must be great. And it's filled with chemicals and fillers and binders and they think they're getting their vitamin. And how have you been able to navigate this very complex world? Now stuff's being pulled, right? Whole Foods just pulled all homeopathics or individual homeopathics. So like you have on the one side, the crap that's being served at the low and then, you know, at the at other places, they're just taking it away or trying to pass laws outlawing it. So I'm curious how you're, navigating this difficult arena? The supplement category is really interesting to play in. I mean, it's why we got into it because in so many ways, it's very unregulated. And so there's a lot of overdosing, there's label washing, there's not using quality ingredients. So, you know, you might think it says this on the label, but you're not really able to absorb any of that. So, It's hard to cut through that because it's not regulated. And so you can't really fight against it. But we really do focus on sort of advocacy and education and sharing what we're doing, not attacking others, but really focus on like why we do certain things, why like we're natural vitamins, why that's important for you and spreading that message. And we've also developed just from day one, this team of founding doctors and practitioners that are truly the best in class of what they do to become our own self-regulating body. And these are doctors that have all taken the Hippocratic Oath. They are committed to ensuring that they can support their patients as best as possible. And they bring that into every formulation meeting, every new product that we are considering launching, the rigor with which they banter. (laughs) And Tori knows this well. It's so encouraging though, to see them really pressure test the why behind every ingredient, the format, the dose, et cetera. And so we have, because there is a lack of regulation, we've created our own regulatory body to keep ourselves accountable. And just looking at our MDs, it's very clear that, you know, we're, we're very committed to that. Yeah. So you both come from 
not even close to health backgrounds. So I'm curious to hear from each of you, what was the biggest thing you didn't know that this, this new venture taught you? Do you want me to kick off? Sure. Okay. I think how outlandishly underregulated supplements are to follow up on what we were just discussing as someone that had what I believed was a particularly high wellness IQ. I grew up in Topanga Canyon. I was very privileged to have access to amazing practitioners. I was a beauty editor for the while, which is basically a wellness editor. You know, I knew so much. And yet when I got under the hood, I couldn't believe how egregious some of the claims that many brands are using, the fact that nothing is truly regulated. It's more about what we say about products. So becoming a marketer and developing content in this category was, it's been wild. It's been wild. And I've learned a lot and it's also very much sharpened my skill, but it really blew me away by how little, you know, consumers are really protected. And, you know, we as consumers have to protect ourselves. And hopefully there's more and more brands like us that are really considering how can we be that protector for the consumer rather than just the bottom line. (laughs) And then I think to, I totally agree. And I feel like we learn interesting things every day about what's on the shelf and what's allowed. I think the other thing that has definitely surprised us along the way is how little we actually know about our bodies, Mm. how little we're taught about our bodies and our hormones, especially as women, like One, it's because there's so little research into women's health. You know, women were excluded from clinical trials from, you know, the mid seventies to the nineties because, you know, women's bodies were too complex because of hormonal changes. But like, that's just what women's bodies are. (laughs) As we've developed products and as we've wanted to serve women in different ways. And as I've had, you know, countless hours of conversations with our doctors, I continue to be floored about how little we and the general population knows about how their bodies function and work and hormones and cycles and fertility and all of the things is wild. And what we've realized together is that most women don't have this realization of how little they know about the body that they're living in until they embark on this fertility, pregnancy, postpartum journey. And all of a sudden, things get really real, really fast. And you're drinking from the fire hose. Oh my God, my hormones are doing this. Is this normal? Is this not? And it really does go back to, you know, sex ed failed us, but also beyond that, there's this larger systemic challenge where women's health is deeply under-researched and deeply underfunded. And that was something we saw from the early days. And we've made a commitment as a company to donate and support women's health research and advocacy. And it's important. And we can also support that further through some of the products that we develop and leaning into our doctors to further educate people. So for example, we're launching a product on September 26th called Cycle Support. And this is a first of its kind product that not only treats the seven days of bleeding of your of your menstrual cycle, but your entire cycle. And it really helps manage some of those less than lovely experience, you know, symptoms that we experience as women, which include bloating, fatigue, moodiness. And our hope is that through the packaging experience, it actually orients women in terms of where they are in their cycle. It's kind of reminiscent of an old school birth control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where there's a vitamin for each day of your menstrual cycle that changes with you throughout your cycle to ease those symptoms. And this was such an important product 
for us to develop. So that is coming out at the end of this month. And our hope is that with this product is to just help women bridge that gap in women's health education and yep. help women start to learn about how their bodies work. And so we're providing a ton of content about what to eat, how to exercise and how to nurture yourself and give yourself grace depending on where you are in your cycle. Yeah, I think that's been massive for us on all of our products is how to better support what this woman is going through mm -hmm. and give that understanding so they can take that minute. And so, you know, some of that has been, you know, really seeing the conception journey and serving that or the fertility journey with our egg freeze pack or our recovery support. But then with the cycle support, it's also helping educate women you know, we are hormonal and our moods do shift and that's okay. That's part of us. That's part of our bodies. And if you can understand that a little bit, then maybe we don't all have to feel so crazy. <laughs> and give yourself grace. I mean, I know now that when I'm in my luteal phase that I'm going to be a little more bloated and I might be a little more sensitive and that's okay. But I wish I had had this context of my body, even like, just for the past 30 plus years so that I could give myself that grace of what I was experiencing. And I think right. that's the big hope for this product is to educate women to give yourself grace in terms of what your amazing body is doing and doing things right. So we're, we're really excited about it. And it's really a big product for us to continue to bridge out of the prenatal category and bring more women into the world of parallel and support, support more women. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What would you tell to women who want the quick fix or they want the surgery to fix it or the fillers and the Botox or the drugs, right? I think like I was just listening to a podcast and they had a doctor on and, you know, so many women who experience, let's just say depression, immediately go for the drug when they might be deficient hormonally, right? And, or that could be supported with a vitamin or, or they, they don't even bother, right? You might at the end of the day need something, but you don't even bother to explore the vitamin or the hormonal blood work. You just are like, look, quick fix this. No, let me take it. I think health and all of these things is such a journey and you have to accept that. And you're have to like take all of the steps along the way to really figure out what is going on. And I feel like We've each had our own health journeys, you know, over our lives, especially over the last three years, but you have to commit to taking the steps to really understand because yes, you could take a drug and you might end up there, but you could have an iron deficiency, which is super right. simple. Mm -hmm. And that could be why you feel exhausted and depleted and low energy and moody because of that and tired. And so getting to the root cause is really important, but I think that's the hard part sometimes in our medical system is that you might have to really be your own self-advocate mm -hmm. and push. I think we feel very fortunate. We live in the West side of LA. We definitely have doctors who help support that, but not everyone has that. And women really have to be their own self-advocates mm -hmm. and kind of fight right. for the tests and 
you know, fight for their symptoms not being ignored. But I think like also, as you touched on, it's this lack of access or even where to start. What doctor do I even go to? And I think that, again, the onus is put on us and we have to seek out multiple opinions, whether if you don't live in LA where we do have a lot of these amazing holistic leaning doctors, like it might be taking the time to see an endocrinologist, maybe a functional medicine doctor, as well as, you know, a GP or your, your OBGYN, depending on whatever it might be. But I think encouraging people to be their own health advocate and seek out multiple opinions is unfortunately the reality of where we are today. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, it's not just one. You got to have a like five on speed dial Yeah, <laughs> or get lucky if you have someone that is, can be a multi-hyphenate. So yeah. what would you say? I want to sort of switch into, you know, you run the company together, your co-founders and CEOs. I'm curious how you navigate that together. You know, how you navigate getting along, what you do during arguments, you know, how do you sort of work that out? Well, first of all, I think Having a co-founder is like having a, a life partner. At times, it's even more intimate than like my relationship with my husband. There's just so much you go through. I mean, I called Tori this morning. I'm like, I just need to vent to you because you're the only person in the world that will understand. And so, first of all, there's just this bedrock of genuine trust and deep, deep respect. I trust Tori to do what she does in this business, you know, with every molecule in my being. And I know that she trusts me, but, you know, I think what's, what's really helped us too, from the get-go is we had very clear lines of where we had ownership and clarity and just depth of expertise. You know, she is the mastermind behind all things, you know, business and finance and operations, and I'm content and creative and community. But what's also so beautiful is she has an incredible perspective and opinion on things that I'm doing. And I love to pressure test things with her and, and vice versa. So it's just been a really lovely partnership. And we always joke that we're, you know, she's the yin to my yang. <laughs> yeah. I obviously echo all of that. I think we were really clear from the get-go. You know, we had a lot of conversations with people who were like, there's the co-founders, there's the co-CEO, they're running it together, but we really define the roles and responsibilities from day one. And it was such a clear definition. And so that's always been like the thread line through our relationship. And then we really focused on communication. Like we've had tough conversations. Oh yeah. We were like <laughs> screamed at each other, but it's like almost like it's both a mix of like sisters yes. and a marriage yeah. and you kind of work through it and you have to come back to the table yes. and communicate. And, you know, we do the eye conversations <laughs> of how I feel. feel. <laughs> I, I truly like it's, it's the same as a marriage and you have to work through that and be able to communicate, but know at the end of the day, like there's always that foundation mm-hmm. of trust and respect and ultimate care for each other. I feel yeah. like especially over these last three years, we've been through a lot, you know, we've been through a pandemic, we've had children, we've had sick children, we've had to support each other Mm -hmm. and that can't be replaced. Yeah, completely. So I don't know if you get this a lot. I get it. And I kind of, I'm always curious if you're like, oh my God, working mom, how do you do it? And I'm just like, how do you do it? Don't do it. (laughs) It's really the answer. Like some days I get something down on this side and that side and something else just becomes a complete dumpster fire, but I don't do it. And I'm kind of sick of people saying like they are doing it. I mean, maybe if you are like, please tell me Fair. your ways, but 
Life is so lifey and messy. And I think that we've both really learned that we just kind of have to accept that it's chaos. I mean, we were even talking about it before we hopped on, you know, it's like, it's going to be hard. It's going to be impossible. And I think that what's really helped me is just being very ruthless with the way I prioritize my time and what's worth, you know, going deep and leaning in and what can still be intact if my attention needs to turn away from it. How do you pick that? Like, where do you say, like, to me, I've now learned, okay, like you said, I don't do it. And there's a level of chaos and Mm -hmm. shit is just like, well, I hope the homeschool teacher knows what they're doing today because I can't fucking do it. Right. So where do you, where do you tap in and tap out? I think Um, you have a great response for this. Yeah. So, I mean, I try to create boundaries, but I'm really bad at it. So I definitely focus on like quality over quantity with my children and how I balance and when I'm there. But I also definitely really lean into good enough parenting and where things are good enough and where things just, yeah, you have to like, let that be what it is and move on. It might not be exactly how you would have done it or perfect, but it's good enough parenting and my kids are happy and healthy and that's all I can manage through in the day to day. And I feel like that's how we're trying to manage it because it's really, really challenging. And, you know, being a working mom is super challenging. And I mean, also I think being a stay-at-home mom is super challenging. I'm not, I don't play that role either. Um, Definitely harder too. Uh, And I think the hard part about being like a founder and a mom is that both feel so all consuming and you never really get to shut down. And so mm-hmm. like, I never say like, okay, work is done for the day. Never. Like close my laptop. And uh, mm-hmm. now I've moved on to being a mom. Like it's, it's always running and you're always kind of mm-hmm. trying to like put your phone down. Mm-hmm. And you know, if something happens, you've got to pick it up on the weekends mm-hmm. and you're like, carrying a child and your laptop and your coffee. It's like being a mom because you're always a mom and you're always a founder. You can't turn it off. You're always accountable and have something to be responsible for. I sometimes literally have to schedule in a block of time so that I can protect some time to even just make sure I'm with my kids. Like I'll block an hour to make sure I can like just be present and walk my kids to school or give them a bath and be there. Like Tori said, it's about quality over quantity. Maybe I only get an hour of dinner bath time with my kids, but I'm going to make sure it's really good and focused, but it's not perfect. Yeah. It's very lopsided. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. I got home pretty late last night and that was my normal time that I would get home a lot of nights pre-COVID. And I was like, wow, this was normal. Yeah. And that's scary that that's how little time I spent with my children. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was, I thought I was actually spending more time with them the most, but I was yeah. like, okay, you know, so what do you, what do you do when you've reached your, where either home or work reaches a point where you're just like, okay, this is too much. Do you have an outlet? Do you go on a walk? Do you go on a run, scream into a pillow? What are each of your sort of ways that you cope I, with the stress? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> cry silently in my car. There's a lot of tears. Wait, why do you, why do you cry silently? You don't want to like not, moan it. Yeah. I mean, I guess not silently, but I do, I do feel like I cry in my car a lot. Like yes. it's like you kind of like at the end of the day, like you get into your car and it just like all it's comes just, out. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. And you care about it. Like you care about your children. It's just, it can feel cathartic. I cried this morning. I mean, I cry every day. Um, no, it's just, it's a lot. We care so much. I think that if you have that inclination to start a business, you're likely someone that 
you know, index is pretty high on the care level of your career and what you're creating. But I think for me, it's about scheduling time for myself. I really ran myself ragged over the past year and my husband sat me down and Tori actually sat me down. It's like, all right, what are you going to do? And I started just scheduling workouts again. I like through the early years of parallel, I never, I just forfeited everything for myself. I gave up time with my friends. Unfortunately, I have amazing friends who are there waiting to welcome me back when I came out of my, you know, startup poll, but you know, I didn't show up for myself. And so I literally have to schedule time to exercise or just have time to go for a walk midday. So that's what's helped me is calendaring it in, which I have to do. Otherwise I won't do it. Yeah. I do have some positive ways to deal with the stress of it all. So I, I also very like my workouts have always been my stress reliever. Mm -hmm. And it also is like your one block, like 45 minutes where you don't have your phone. And Mm -hmm. so I like really need to to honor that. And so I'm pretty diligent about like carving out my workout times. And sometimes they're at 545 in the morning. And like, is that the best time that I want to be working on? No, but me today. <laughs> it I feel better when that happens. And so I'm like really adamant that I carve that time out for myself. And I think it makes me a calmer person throughout the rest of the day. So it's always worth it. Some other things that I think really helped too, I actually did this this past weekend, but I took a hike alone without my phone and it was the most incredible experience. It felt almost life-changing because I was completely disconnected. No one could reach me. I was alone. I think also having a business today where you're so digitally rooted, especially as a marketer, you have to know what's happening on Instagram, on TikTok, and it just doesn't stop. So I found that for me, these moments where I can just immerse myself in nature, whether it be for 30 minutes or an hour, which was very indulgent really helped me reset. And I actually heard that there was a recent study released about just the eye seeing a lot of greenery can be deeply cathartic and grounding. Yeah, I believe it. I fully believe it. So a lot of my listeners are either just starting a business or entrepreneurial, or they dream of being an entrepreneur. I don't want the answer to what would you have done differently, but there's so many things you touched on in your answers of like, I didn't, you know, I was in startup mentality and I'm sure anyone who's taken on money and has investors and that pressure is like, this has to work. So everything goes out the window. So what would you have done differently in that respect for treatment of yourself or prioritization of time or motherhood that you would want to pass on to those listening? I mean, I think like, I wouldn't change anything that I've done. I actually do believe that it was important for me to sacrifice that time socially or for myself to get to where we are now. But what I wish I knew and helped guided me was that when I was in those moments, it felt like it would never change. And I needed to remind myself that every season of this experience is for now. For now, I am sacrificing my time with my girlfriends to do this. For now, I am not doing X so I can do Y and Z. And it changes. And I have found ways to carve out time to see my girlfriends now every week, which has been just fills my cup. So I think for me, looking back, I just I wish I could remind myself to just focus on the fact that it's just for now. It's not going to be forever like this and it's going to change. I don't know how, hopefully for the better, but it'll change. (laughs) Yeah, I think 
I agree with that. And it's just, you kind of, I don't think I would change anything big, but I do think I would have felt more comfortable asking for help sooner or like even just, I feel like in the early days, we both wanted to feel like we were doing everything on our side so well. And so we didn't share as much in the early Mm -hmm. days of like when stuff was going wrong or when we were overwhelmed or like we, we weren't as open because, and we weren't like friends before like we didn't you know we came into this as business partners and so we like I didn't want it to seem like I'd failed on something if something was going wrong and so I think we both felt a little more guarded early on and I wish that we had I'd asked for help sooner and we'd shared like some of the panic so we could like today when we were having a rough moment like we could call and talk about that Mm -hmm. and just like feel like we both understood each other and I wish we'd had that in the first year, because mm-hmm. I think even just like it wouldn't have made a difference, but but I think emotionally, like, yeah, that yeah. is such a great answer, and I couldn't agree more. I think what we learned was like we were letting like our ego get in the way, and we wanted to just show up the all star people we want to be to each other. But there's so much power in the honesty and vulnerability of just being like, well, I fucked this up big time, and I'm feeling pretty bad about it, and then you realize like. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes, but it's about owning them and communicating and sharing. I think that's that's crucial in a co-founder relationship. And yeah. just yeah. for yourself starting yeah. a business. And just like, sharing the weight of the pressure of it yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right. So I'll ask you two other questions each, which I ask all my guests. So what is a piece of advice that you've either learned the hard way or someone gave to you that you'd love to pass on? Accept help. I love that. Ripping off that accept help. Yeah. You're not failing accept help, whether it be at home. That's where I really struggled. I think just women today feel like we have to shoulder it all and we're insufficient if we can't, but the reality yeah. is we can. So yeah, I totally agree with that, but I'll come up with another one. I think another one for in general is like, there's no perfect time. Mm-hmm. And I think right. this is across like, there's no perfect time to start a family. There's no perfect time to start a business. And you just kind of have to jump in. Like, I feel like so many of us women like wait for all these things to line up to do certain things. And it's just like life doesn't work that way. Yeah, the clouds will right. never part. You'll never have perfect conditions for anything. And if you yeah. think you do, it'll change. Yeah. I love that. And then my last question for each one of you is tell me something we'd be surprised to know about you. It could be a quirk, a habit, a fun fact. A skill. Okay, this is such a hard answer. We <laughs> no. were trying to figure it out before, and then we're like, "I'm so late." I can kick it off if it helps be a thought starter. Yeah, people are going to be like, "She's so fucking weird." After I share this, so with my first two children, I would get blocked ducks like all the time. Uh huh. And I probably needed more lecithin in my diet, whatever. And I remember being on a trip, and I was pumping to relieve it, and that wasn't working. I was putting the baby on, uh-huh. and I was like, "Well." I think I'm going to have to suck this clot out of myself and my boobs are big enough and sag enough that I can. And so I did. And I was like, so relieved because I didn't know what else to do. Like nothing was yeah. working and I was yeah. like, if it reaches up to my mouth and let me give it a go. Yeah. But that you know what, right there, like that is the spirit of being a boss, yeah. a mom, a just doer. It's like, I'm just get it done. Yeah, yeah. I figure this out. I'm probably like, oh, that's disgusting. But like, what else are you gonna do? Get mastitis and whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think people will be shocked at the amount of like feces and urine I've been covered in just as a mom, and then I just like clean up and show up at work. Yeah, nothing happens. Sometimes just change my shirt. Yeah, and 
move on with the next. Yeah. 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 Right. Or don't. I was vomited on the other night and I was too tired and I was like, I'm just going to go back to sleep. Whatever. Yeah. I'll change yeah. it in the morning. <laughs> Get through this. Get through this oh for sure. Gosh. Oh my yeah. I just like never thought I'd go from working in editorial to like having a vitamin company, to be completely honest with you. Like, yeah. I think it's pretty shocking that, you know, I'm a co-founder of a vitamin business and yeah. I never thought I would end up here. You know, if you talked to me 25 years ago, like I thought it was going to be an editor for life. And so it's just kind of wild to see where life takes you. And it can be so unexpected every twist and turn, whether you are like like literally unclogging a milk duct or like running a vitamin company. It's just life is so unexpected, but also you just learn about how deep you can dig in yourself and how looking back things can just add up to like why you are where you are. Yeah. I love that. Great. I guess my, I don't know if this is like a true fun fact, but I'm incredibly risk adverse. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> and I'm like neurotic about like us spending money and like, and so I am the like antithesis of a founder. And so maybe that's my. Fascinating because just, I feel like to be a founder, you have to be willing to risk everything. So it's funny to hear that. How do you get over that when you're like, no, so I was interviewing someone the other day, she called it high functioning. She's a high functioning anxietist or something. And I was like, okay, you can, like you have anxiety, yeah. but it's not, it's not the anxiety that cripples you. You just function with it all the time. I think that tracks. Yeah. That <laughs> aligns. But I think it like make, has made us, we're like pretty strict about things yeah. and cost conscious. And I think it's good actually. It's especially because we're coming off of an era of like a very different way of relating to building a business and capitalization strategy. Like I'm so grateful that you are deeply risk adverse and, you know, argue over like a $4 parking, you know, fee. Like we need to be that thoughtful and scrappy and really maximize every dollar. And I think it makes us work harder. So I'm actually grateful that you're like that. It drives me nuts sometimes. <laughs> I adore you, but it's good. It's a good trait. So where can everyone get parallel and all, tell me all the places and ways yeah. to yeah, get educated. So we spell parallel our own way. It's P-E-R-E-L-E-L. -E -E and you can find us at parallelhealth.com and parallel health on Instagram. We hopefully we'll give you some great content that adds to your life <laughs> and makes you get your blood and hormones checked yes. right yeah yes when i get my period back i can't wait to yes. start taking your new your new product that'll be Thank awesome you. because i definitely woo, it's like roller coaster yeah. so that'll I'll be awesome smooth you out yeah so perfect i'll need it <laughs> uh, well thank you so much for being on today is there anything i should have asked you that i didn't no, you're amazing. Great. Thank you so yeah. much. And we're obviously both huge fans of well, you and your business and just yeah, everything, everything about you. So it's a bit of a pinch me moment for both of us to be here. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Thank you. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I also want to ask you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a pain in the butt but it actually helps with search and algorithm. So if you love this podcast, it is an easy way to get it more visible and out there. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Minkoff at RM Superwomen and be sure to check out my book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. Thank you again and you will hear from me next week.